Welcome to the Woman to Woman podcast hosted on Radio 731. It is Heather Witherspoon and I am so excited today on so many different levels. And this is what this podcast is all about. So I might get a little emotional, Beth, but please forgive me. (laughs) I am because this is just, this is very overwhelming to me. I'm super excited. I am so fortunate that I got to meet a lovely young lady recently, the canvassing queen, Miss Beth Azar. And I listened to a podcast this morning that you talked about people, podcast hosts asking, and then messing up your name. So please, I've been practicing all day. You did perfect, Heather, perfect. Yay, yay, yay. Thank you for coming and joining us today. Beth, it is such an honor and a pleasure for you to take the time to be on this podcast with me today. I am so happy to be here on Woman to Woman because I want to help all women, Heather. All women, if I can help them all, I would want to help them all. Listen, I, I love it because, Beth, I, I went back and started reading your biography, and you started in a nonprofit. And then I will tell you, this is such a God thing. I don't know if you, I, I you know, this is just my faith, but. Sister, it was in it was written in the stars that I was to meet you. And I promise you, and I'm going to tell you why later. But I started reading your biography and you you started you got your real estate license when you were 18. I did. And then you were working for an event coordinator for American Heart Association. Yes, ma'am. Making eleven thousand dollars a year. Gosh, sister. Oh my goodness. But you've always had a heart to serve, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I think we're all, we all are supposed to, so we all should, right? If we can all, it's the power of one. If we all just believed in the power of one and helped out as much as we could, boy, wouldn't the world be a better place? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Beth. Yes. I started listening to your podcast, right? So you have written a book, a playbook, which totally speaks to me because I am all about sports and when you said Wayne Huizenga, I literally hit the floor because I actually used to work for Wayne Huizenga. Wow. Sister, at Limble Ridge Country Club, you're going to know this name, and they're from, they actually were the developers of Naples. Mr. Luckert, Mr. Senior Luckert, and now it's Scott Luckert is the president. And I actually worked for these men when I was in college. Wow. That's amazing. Small world, right? Small world. So, Beth, let's talk about why you decided to really write this book, the Lease and Retail Playbook. So I decided to write the book. Actually, I wrote a book before that one called Don't Say No for the Prospect. And that in that one is when I tell the story about Wayne, Mr. Heisinga. But um, and that that first book was to make sure that salespeople in real estate, we tend to do things like. Well, I'm not going to call them because they're not going to want to open in my shopping center, right? That we just, we, we self-select out. So that's a book full of stories of when I did that and how I, you know, failed because I did that. But then the book, so then book two came about the retail leasing playbook because I have a lot of leasing agents that I coach and teach and train around the country. And I wanted to be able to put the A to Z. So if you are brand new and you are a new leasing agent for my focus is shopping centers, but frankly, industrial and office folks could take a lot from it as well. What do you do when someone says, here's a shopping center, go lease it? Because unfortunately, in most of the country, 
you know, you're kind of thrown against the wall and say, you know, just go knock on doors or answer sign calls. And there isn't really an A to Z of how to do it. So I thought if I could put together a book on the A to Z, then it would help more people come into our industry because a lot of people don't come into the industry because they think it's complicated. There's a lack of training. It's hard. And I felt that if I wrote the book and I did YouTube videos, and if I did a podcast, you know, kind of doing the cliff notes of every chapter, they don't even have to buy the book. They can just listen to the podcast for free. I just want people to find out about this awesome career we're in. And, and it's, it's easy, but you, but someone has to teach you, you know, the top 10 things to do. And once you know what those are, you can make good money. And if you make good money, you can then help other people. I love that. I love that because as I've learned, this is a uh, commercial side real estate. There is a minority women's and I say that because I'm in my mid forties, right? And then it was kind of written in my path and COVID happened, right? So how do people get it, jump into an industry like when this happens or a financial situation in 2008? But I love the fact that you said in the book, it doesn't matter what you're going, you know, it, it, because those are excuses. Right. I mean, bottom line, that's an excuse. You either fill your funnel and make it rain it, it, listen, Beth, when you're talking about taking notes, I printed off everything. I said, Brandon, my, to my principal broker, I'm changing this entire office up in my office anyway, so that I can be completely more so organized in my path. Beth, I'm telling you, you're changing this girl's life, sister. <laughs> <laughs> it's what, well, you know, Heather, you probably have, you knew everything and you have this already. You just need to coordinate it, right? Like, I think a lot of people run out and start prospecting and, and I say, wait a minute, come back. Let's look at the vacancies. Let's figure out who would be best in those vacancies so that when you run out no prospecting, you're doing it in an organized fashion with in a matchmaker's mindset. Like, whoa, well, if my hair salon is killing it, maybe, and they don't do men's hair, a barber shop would be a great match. And then if you are smart and you're doing that tenant mix in the right way, then both parties benefit because the men will recommend the women and the women will recommend the men. And then one plus two, one plus one will equal three, but most leasing agents don't know that. And they take sign calls. Hi, I want to open a vape store. Okay. Here's a vacancy done. And they don't think, Oh, vape store. Is that really something I want? Is that going to affect us negatively? Right. So I, so I try to teach an organized fashion and, you know, one, two, three, four, five, do this and you'll make good money. And most of the people that follow what I say, make good money, which is, makes me very happy. Because again, I then turn around and say, well, what are you going to do with the money? You need to help someone that's in need. Right. I love it. I love it. It's karma. Karma. Yes, completely agree. So Beth, tell me, tell me really how you own 10 strip centers. I own five. Five. Okay. I apologize. Within I want to own 10, but I only own, own five right now. Five. Okay. But they're within 10 minutes of your house. Is that what you said? Yes. They're okay. all within 10 minutes of my house. 
So you obviously took a, le- a leap of faith in order to invest, right? So from at least, you know, so Beth, I'm still very new and I'm still very green to this, right? To this new industry. And uh, every day it's it's a different bump and bruise. And, you know, I'm learning something new all the time. Do you help me if I, if I take this investment class that you also offer? Will I learn these resources and tools to be able to apply in my life so that I could become a Beth Jr. when I get older? So what I'm doing, Heather, is I'm not really teaching people how to do it because there's so many different asset classes. You know, when I had the conference last year, so I've had, I've had the women's investment conference for two years. This will be our third year. Step one for me is to communicate to women that they should be investing and can be investing. So right now, the teaching is going to come later because so many women don't even know if it's a possibility. So what I'm doing is I'm finding women who are investing. So last year, we had someone that invested in self-storage and someone that invested in hotels and I invest in retail and someone that does fix and flips. And what I'm doing is I'm putting these women on stage in front of 100 or 200 or 300 women in the audience and saying, you you know, if you can see it, you can be it. Because what women are telling me is they don't know any women that are investing. So the teaching will come later, be probably maybe in a book or like a class. But right now I'm just trying to expose women. Did you know that, first of all, there's of all of the commercial real estate investors in the world, only 3% are women. I'm going to change that. My goal is to get to 10%. But women don't, believe that it's even possible. They, they're afraid. They think it's too complicated. There's some guy in their life or people in their life saying, no, you shouldn't. It's too risky. And I'm like, risky. I have, I just lost 80% of my Netflix stock, right? So don't tell me about risk. I mean, at least, especially those of us that are in the commercial real estate industry, this is what we do for a living. And we're not using our brains to invest in something that we do for a living. Instead, we're putting our money in the stock market. So my first step is exposure. Here are women that are doing it. You in the audience now need to say, oh, if I can see it, I can be it. And then probably, and then we are in in this year's um, conference, what we're doing is I'm going to interview the women, probably I think eight of them. And then we're going to have breakout rooms where you're going to go into a breakout room. So if you are interested in multifamily, if you're interested in hotels, you'll go into a breakout room with that speaker and she's going to do a deep dive on a deal. So you will have education at the conference, but it won't be like a long eight week class of how to do it. So if if someone wants to do, if, if someone, if there's a need or a demand for that, either I can refer you to someone that does that, or eventually we'll figure out how to provide that resource. But right now I'm just at step one, which is please consider investing. And we're not even there yet. Wow. Wow. I, I did 3%. That's amazing to me. That's such a low number. It's so low. And I have women all, all around say, oh, you own real estate. I want to do that. And so I said, great, I'm going to have this conference. And then, you know, the first year we had it virtually because well, we were supposed to have it in person and then we got canceled for COVID. So then I did it virtually and I had about a hundred women sign up virtually. And then last year we did it in person and it's really cheap. 
it's super cheap. It's, I think it's less than $500 and we only had a hundred women show up. So it's just people, women are afraid and I'm trying to get them over that fear to just come to the conference and meet these unbelievable women that are investing and learn how they got over their fear. So we have to start there, Heather, before we start educating, right? Right. That's true. Well, that's true. You're exactly right. You know, as a parent, you always want to give your child the gift that keeps on giving. So recently, I gave Lucas Invisalign braces. I don't know if you know this, but during um, his... um, middle school years he was playing baseball and he was going in to cover the mound as a pitcher and the kid slid in and knocked his front two teeth out so we've had to get him replaced and we went to southern family dentistry to get veneers well the sweet baby boy is growing up and so dr nathan nash walked us through what this was going to look like and i'm telling you it has been amazing and lucas has done a fantastic job there is nothing like seeing him smile knowing that i am giving him the confidence um, to move forward and to look his best and to have the best confidence in the world when he goes out and smiles you definitely have to call nathan nash right now They are doing a fantastic in-house special for Christmas. You will have to call 731-3045. I am telling you, uh, Dr. Nathan Nash has decided to, uh, he and his staff have decided to give a great Christmas gift this year. If you buy an in-house whitening, then they will give you one free. Buy one in-house whitening and you will get one free. Call 731-345-45. Dr. Nathan Nash and his staff do a fantastic job, and they want to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas. I was talking to Jody Austin the other day with 92.3 The Hog, and I finally told her that I got extensions put in my hair. I cannot tell you what it has meant to me. It is crazy that because of COVID, I lost all of the majority, it seems like, all of my hair. So when I went in to see Dawn, she was I was so grateful and I was super excited about the many things that we had going on. And she was sitting there and she goes, Heather, I have just created this new hairline. I really would love for you to, to look at it and let's talk about it. And I was like, girl, I've been talking about this for years that I really wanted to invest in myself so that I could just feel like I could feel. It's crazy to me what a few strands of hair makes you feel like. You walk into a room and it completely changes your confidence level. And I'm all about that. I don't know about you, but ladies, as I've gotten older, my quarters zone is shot out the roof because my stress levels are insane but i i definitely after covid saw um just chunks of my hair falling out so i reached out to dawn at stair hair extensions and she is absolutely fantastic stair hair extensions created by this young lady in the city of jackson and i could not be more grateful for everything that she has provided and done for people it is absolutely amazing the stories um and it's just i keep telling keep telling jody jody you want to do it go do it girl it's not i promise you it's going to be okay but call bravo hair gallery and color bar today because she has Dawn and her staff, I cannot tell you what it's like to walk in. She is hilarious. She loves you. She'll care for you. She will take care of you like no other. But they truly do the best that they can. And listen, recently she was on Dancing with the Stars, and I could not be more grateful and thankful for everything that she has done. She has done a 
fantastic job in everything that she's doing in the city. Listen, so if you want to go by, go by and see Dawn at Bravo Hair Gallery. Ask her about the stair extensions and see what you can get done for you. She's located on Stonebridge Boulevard. Ladies, it's that time of the year. It's time to go get your annual mammogram or just a checkup. You know, we spend so much time and it's only going to get worse as the holidays quickly approach. But if we only, we always care for others, but we rarely ever take care of ourselves. But ladies, we have got to put ourselves first. You cannot pour from an empty cup. And the Woman's Clinic, all they're worried about is dedicated to helping you Feel your best and taking care of you. So you why not call and get a mammogram and get the bone density scan all at the same time? Listen, there's nothing like walking in. And I know it's kind of crazy. It takes forever. You think it takes forever. But listen, I think about going in there recently and I'm like, man, I can get this done. All right. So really, let's be proactive in our health instead of being reactive. The Woman's Clinic cares about um, one woman at a time. They truly live by that motto. And you definitely need to call today so that you can schedule an appointment. Or if you're getting ready to have a baby, you definitely need to call the Woman's Clinic. They will take care of you. They are all highly professional. They care about you and your, your family and your situation. And they have all sorts of different programs there that you definitely need to find out. Call 731-422-4642. That's 731-422-4642. The Woman's clinic caring for one woman at a time can you believe christmas is almost here you have got to go by and see king jewelers grover and his staff have been in business for like 25 years grover is an in-house jeweler with over 35 years experience the other day i will tell you i was at a huge event the ladies and i were sitting around we were talking chit-chatting we were at a wedding i felt like it was queen elizabeth's wedding and um all of a sudden one of my bracelets broke and one of the girls that i was sitting with immediately said grover could fix that take that to grover you know king jewelers and i died laughing because i was like girl you know he's the sponsor of my podcast and she said yes but he does fantastic work he can definitely fix that bracelet and i thought i love this bracelet it was handmade it was beautiful and i will take it to grover to get it fixed but you do not want to miss out on the christmas specials that he has going on he's got diamond studs he's got diamond tennis bracelets watches galore and he can do services um in-house insurance appraisals watch repairs everything while you wait to find that special person the gift that keeps on giving so go by and see king jewelers at 16 conrad and jackson tennessee thank you so much beth usually everybody has a mentor do you have a specific mentor that has mentored you through the hurdles the the, you know the the closed deals you're about to get across the finish line and then it falls apart I mean did you have somebody there to help you build your foundation well my first mentor was the the man who he used to be my boss and then he became my partner and he was a guy who when I was 28 I I I joined his firm when I was 26. And when I was 28, he came to me and he said, and I was married at the time. He said, you and your husband need to invest in this deal. And I said, no, I don't have any money to invest in a deal. And I was probably making about $60,000. He said, okay. And he didn't push it. And then uh, a year, two years later, I was 30. And he he goes, okay. And that deal that I didn't invest in did very well. So I'm like, oh, well, I probably should have invested. So then the next time he had came to, to me with a deal, I was 30. I was still married. 
And he said, hey, you and George should invest in this deal. And I said, no, we don't have any money. He goes, what do you mean you don't have any money? You're making 100 grand. He's making 100 grand. I said, well, you know, I see that Jaguar out there in the parking lot. You know, I just got back from Hawaii for three weeks. He goes, you're an idiot. And off he went. That deal went, did very well. Two years later, he calls me and he goes, okay, we're, getting, we're gonna buy this shopping center. You're gonna be the leasing agent. I think we're gonna do unbelievable things. You have to invest in this deal. I said, mm, now I'm making about 125. My husband's probably making, we're probably making 250 and I don't have any money. And he's like screaming, at, he's so mad at me. And he literally takes me by the neck and to the local bank and he co-signs a $50,000 note for me to invest in this deal on one condition that every commission check I get from that point on, I have to put 20% right away into an investment account because you should, you're making so much money, you're blowing it and you're not doing what you should be doing, investing. So I promised him I would. And I went on to buy with him, you know, as a limited partner, six more deals. And that deal that he signed the note for 50,000 for me, got me over seven figures of distributions over the life of the ownership of that deal. Wow. So obviously I consider him my number one mentor. I have had over the years, smart, experienced, rich men who I have gone to for advice on deals that I wanted to buy and they've told me not to buy them for one reason or another. And then I find out, you know, I come across the deal a year or two or three years later that someone else did what I thought could be done. So mm -hmm. I stop asking people and I go with my instinct because I have now learned probably with six or seven deals that I wanted to buy, wanted to develop, that they're all, they're all developed like I thought they should be, but I let someone talk me out of it. So I do have mentors, but I'm very, very careful now to do my due diligence, do my research. And if I think it's going to be a great deal, I do the deal. But I do, you know, I have friends that are experts in underwriting and leasing and other things like right now, because I can't buy shopping centers because of the interest rates and the construction costs are crazy. So Right. right now, it's super hard to buy shopping centers. I'm investing with a woman who spoke at our conference last year, Natasha Falcone. She invests in working class apartments in Miami and Hialeah and Little Havana. And I'm, I'm investing with her as a limited partner on a third deal with her. So three deals I've invested with her because I'd rather invest with her and she's got really good returns than my money sitting in the bank until the retail comes back around. See, you're making your money work for you. That is oh, yeah. amazing. You know, but you're exactly right. And it goes back to if this is our everyday career and we have these people and clients and connections, then they should see that we're investing as well. Absolutely. So Beth, what advice would you give a young leasing agent that would be a woman coming into this industry right now? And they're in, would, was she going to come into retail leasing? Yes. Retail leasing right now. So I would say definitely stay away from tenant rep because I think tenant rep, you work for free and I don't think anyone should work for free. So I think that they should get a job with a landlord if possible or a brokerage firm that has a lot of listings because listings are key. And if you have listings you work on, you can go canvas and bring deals to those landlords 
and lease space and get money, you know, make commissions. And I would say, try to narrow down and be the expert in a certain market, whether it's, you know, you're an expert at Winter Park in Orlando, or you're an expert like I am in Davie in South Florida, pick a submarket if you can, and be an expert in that submarket with those listings. And really network, meet all of your neighborhood listing leasing agents. So meet, you know, if you're if you have a shopping center on the corner of Smith and Vine, and there's three other shopping centers on the other three corners, like they need to be your best friends. And you guys can exchange past deals. You know, I have exclusives, so I can't do a bike store, but you can do a bike store and or you can't do a bakery because you have a Panera, but I can do a bakery. So the more that you're close friends with the people that you're supposedly competing with, you can really share deals, you know, swap deals because we can't do all the deals that come into our door. And what better people to, you know, and I, and I don't take referral fees. I'd rather have the IOU than the 10% referral fee. So, so my advice to a young woman is um, work for a landlord work for a broker who has a ton of listings. Listings are the key. Don't go work for a broker who says, well, you've got to go find your own listings because that's impossible for a new person in the industry. So work somewhere where you are given listings to lease and then go canvas the heck, you know, 50 people a day, go canvas and you'll have the vacancies leased up in a second. And then that owner will want you on his next deal and his next deal. And your boss will want, you know, we have a rock star here that leases everything I give her. I don't care if it's C, D, A, B, she leases it. And then, and then make, you know, create network, a network with the tenant rep brokers since they have clients they're looking for space on. So constantly be out networking, coffee with, you know, your three neighborhood leasing agents, coffee with a tenant rep brokerage firm, go see the tenant rep brokerage firm and bring your flyers. And that's called the portfolio review. And just make sure everyone knows, like by the sixth month that you're in town, hey, we all know who Nicole is because she's called us. She's been in our office. She's, you know, she's working it. Right. So talk to me about this. When you go to these ICSCs, conferences and retail lives, and that's where I got to meet you. And I was so grateful for that. How do you walk in and start meeting these people and introducing yourself and really trying to make a name when really you're starting from scratch? So again, if you have a listing, right? So if I walk into Nashville Retail Live and I have a public anchored shopping center, that's my listing, or I have a empty Walmart with a bunch of empty square, you know, empty spaces. I, what I would do is I would research who's going to be at retail live in advance. Okay. And I would say, okay, I've got an empty Walmart. So I need people that, you know, are 50,000 square feet or 20,000 square feet. And I would see, okay, so Burlington's going to be there. I'm going to go talk to Burlington. And, and then I would, I would do some research and make sure that there isn't a Burlington across the street. I don't want to walk up to the Burlington booth and go, hi, I have an empty Walmart in, you know, Jackson, Mississippi. And that guy goes, we're across the street. And, and, and that sounds crazy, but the retailers tell me it happens quite often. So, so I would, I would identify my vacancies. I would find out who's attending, who's going to have tables, I would do some homework so that when I walked up to the space, I could say to the, like the Kava guy, who's Chris Levitt. Hi, Chris. Uh, I'm new 
and I have a new listing. It's a public anchorage center. I saw that you were going to be here. I don't have any Mediterranean food. I've done a map of all of the Mediterranean food, uh, your competitors in Jackson, Mississippi, uh, you know, in within two miles of my location. I know you like end caps. I have an end cap. And I took a picture of it so I could show you on my iPad or, or on my whatever. Here's the picture of it. It's 2,800 square feet, just like you like. And what do you think? So, so, but you know, if you go up to Chris Levitt at Cava and you show him an old Pier One that's 10,000 square feet, he's going to remember you in not a good way. Right. Or if you show him an inline space and it, he says everywhere, everywhere to Sunday, end caps only. So don't go up to Chris and say, I've got an inline space. Or what I did recently is I saw him in Nashville. I know he does end caps only. And I just went up to him. I go, so I just want you to know, I know you like end caps only, right? Because he says, do you have anything for me and Davey yet? I said, no, but I am talking to your competitor on an inline space. You won't take inline space, right? He goes, we will not. I go, okay, well, I'm talking to one of your competitors. He goes, which one? And I told him and he goes, yeah, thanks for telling us. We won't, we won't take an inline space. So at least... I told him to give him the opportunity that so he doesn't come to town and go, why did you do that deal with my competitor? And well, you know, this is this is don't say no for the prospect. You t I read that you only take end caps. So I made sure that in this specific location, that's a very tight market that they wouldn't bend their rules. And he said, right. no, we're not going to bend their rules. So if I was new, I would research so that when I went up and met Chris, Chris would remember me for how prepared I was, not that I didn't know he was, you know, had a coming soon sign down the street and I didn't know it. That's good. It can be overwhelming. You know, when you first walk in, Nashville was fantastic. Atlanta was fantastic. You know, obviously prepare me for Vegas and what that looks like, because it is very overwhelming as I was told, but I've learned so much, Beth, in just a short amount of time. I learned more from bumps and bruises. And then some days I'm like, pull my hair out going, I don't know a thing. I don't know anything about this. Well, I'm sure you do when you're underestimating your rock stardom. <laughs> I love it, girl. I love your mannerisms. I love that. I think that is, that is awesome. You just have a very, very generous heart just in the way that you are in, in your energy. And I really do love it. Well, Beth, I'm just so grateful. And I and definitely, when we post this podcast, we will share all your information because I want this to be blasted because I want women to take a leap of faith and believe in themselves. You know, Beth, I'm a single mom. I'm raising a 15 year old boy. And I love the fact that you talk about writing down your goals, right? That is the biggest thing. And I have goals and dreams and I, I see it every day. Look, I have this board right next to me and it's in four categories and I, and I look at it and I will mark off everything by the end of the year. Awesome. You know, I do, I'm a single mom too. I have two boys yes. and every Thanksgiving we do goals as a family. I love it. I love it. I love it. We've been doing it since they were about four and, you know, and I collect them. And when they turn 18, I give them to like my, now they've both turned 18 and I gave them the book of all their goals, but we still start. I mean, we still do them every Thanksgiving. And I have three nieces that are, that are 26, 24 and 22. And they do the goals too with us. Cause we're always together as a family for Thanksgiving. And they, you know, there were years where they'd grouse. Oh, I don't want to do the goals. I'm like, you got to do the goals or we don't play the board games or right. you don't get 
high. And, you know, when they're four, their goal is to brush their teeth every day, right? Their goal, their goal at six is to not fight with my brother as much. So the, it's the hilarious, but one of the most touching moments was when my niece was um, a senior in high school the year before as a junior, she wrote down her goal, get accepted to the University of Tennessee. And what I do is I bring the goals from the year before and we, before they sit down to do their goals for the coming year, I pass out last year's goals for them to see what they wrote. Cause they have no idea. They think this is the most ridiculous thing ever. Right. So I pass out the goals and I don't really look at them, you know, as, like I don't, I just hand them out. And my, my niece, Annie, starts crying and she she turned around and showed us the the goal that said i will get accepted to the university of tennessee the day before she had gotten the letter that she got into the university of tennessee so it was so the doing the goals with the kids at the after the thanksgiving dinner is a tradition in my house and you know i don't i'll continue it until you know I don't know. They're 40 if I can, if I'm still around. Yes, you will be. Oh, I love that, Beth. I love that. Oh, Beth, I am beyond grateful and thankful and just so honored that you came on today. I mean, you are such an inspiration. I had asked Brandon, my principal broker, you know, it's all about an opportunity in, in this industry. And I'm just grateful that he gave me this opportunity. And I'm grateful that I got to meet you and I am so excited about seeing you this next year. I'm going to come to this woman investment. I do. I'm coming, girl. I am going March, to- March 8th in Orlando. I want ex- right in center, Heather. Girl, listen, I will wear red and I will be on that front row, girl. I've been listening. Get ready. And you know, it's All so right. Um, So we, I'm coming. We're a girl. I'm going to see you. Thanks for having me. And if anyone has any questions, they can reach out to me like on LinkedIn or on Instagram, or you can post, you know, my cell phone number, my email, but I'm happy to help any women that want to talk about any subject. I, I love to give advice, but I love to help women. And thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Oh, Beth, I'm so grateful. And I am so very, very touched for your time. I definitely will post all this information. And we thank you. And I thank you to all the listeners. Change your sheets, change your perspective throughout all seasons of life.